welcome to Dear Alice, a lifestyle approach to interior design. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dear Alice. Today, we are doing drapery, the next level. Drapery 101. The next level. Yes. <laughs> I just saw that that's what was titled. <laughs> that's level. awesome. We're calling it that because we've already done a podcast clear back January 2020 on drapery. It's called A Detail You Can't Overlook, Window Treatments. And it's we just felt like we've had so many questions lately about the drapery portion. Yeah. In the first one, we're really talking a lot about blinds and... Um, Kind of uh, the what not to do, like shutters gone. Yeah. What do you do next? Now it's time for the next layer. Yeah. The next level. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yes. So we're going to answer a lot of questions from our um, listeners and um, just a shout out to all of you guys. Thank you for writing in and for your questions and know that we'll answer them. So um, if you guys have questions, feel free to DM us or you can email us at dearalice at alicelanehome.com. But before we launch into it, um, this podcast is supported by Grove Collaborative. And guys, I really do use Grove. I love it. Every month I get my subscription and it's really, really easy to use. I don't know about you guys, but I don't love going to the grocery store lately. Um, and there's nothing worse than forgetting something on your list and needing to make multiple trips for whatever reason, cleaning stuff falls into that for me. So I love now for the last year, year and change, I've actually been using Grove and I just every month know that I get my subscription toward the end of the month um, your subscription will come whenever you want it to, but that's when I do mine. And I just always have my favorite laundry soap there. My linen sprays, my, my like anti-wrinkle sprays. I love that too. So, um, it's just really, really easy to use. Also the beauty products that are all natural and it's hard to know and hard to read all those labels at the grocery store when I have food on my mind. So I love that I can put all of that kind of stuff in its own little bucket in my brain and know that it's going to come to me and it's going to be clean and um, beautiful. It's going to smell great. But more than anything, it is a fantastic product. <clears throat> so um, if you guys are interested in getting to getting to use Grove, you can choose products that are better for you on the planet. And it's never been easier for a limited time. When our listeners go to grove.com slash Dear Alice, you're going to get to choose a free starter set with your first order. Fun. I know. So make sure and act on it because it is actually super fun. Um, so go to grove.com slash Dear Alice and you'll get your exclusive offer. That's grove.com slash Dear Alice. And back to window treatments. Let's, um, should we start with a question? Yeah, let's start with a question. We have like several on this sheet, so let's let's start at the top. Okay, first question is from Amelia. She asks, what is the best way to add drapery around an old school sliding glass patio door? What fabric will hold up and what fabric will look beautiful? Mm, good question. Great question. I love, first of all, that Amelia knows that she needs drapery on a sliding glass door. I have Amelia. Yeah, because I think so many people see those as utility yeah. and they don't really try and make them look special. Yeah. But they can be gorgeous when draped. Yeah, because there's nothing to boast about it right now. Yeah. Even she called it old. It needs a refresh. And so, honestly, with that sliding glass door is a lot of times, depending on, like, the width of your wall, right? Amelia, I don't know your whole room. But if you have the sliding glass door, um, I would probably have a little, with any window, actually, we usually go from, like, the 
casing of your door or your window. From there, you're going to go out, depending on the full width of the wall, you're going to go out like, you know, one to 12 to 18 inches. Mm-hmm. We'll say a fullness, like stacked fullness that will come in a little bit so that your door can still operate. But I would honestly, I would do a panel and I would, mm. depending on how high your ceiling is, I would take it as tall as I could and I would just drape the side of that and I would let a little bit of that drapery interrupt the light that's going to peek through for that side light while still keeping it operable, but basically have that big gracious stack of, you know, linen happening just on the left and right of that opening. Yeah. Or if uh, there's not yeah. room on one side or the other, you can just drape really heavily yeah. one side, but it has to be believable that you could close it all the way and it would completely close the window. Nothing's worse than having a too slim of a panel that we all know in our eye, we could never really close the entire slider. It's next to the wood tile guys. Yeah. And I mean, here's the thing too, if you were throwing an elegant party, um, you could, if you were using shears or something white, you could still let light in, but close the drape over that whole system and it would just look so elegant to have a draped wall. Yeah, which there's, n- I, honestly, I think like it's the most lovely look. We actually just did a photo shoot with this whole scheme of the cl- the drapery was like closed and it looked amazing and set such a mood. So yeah. I'm and excited it was clear for you, Amelia. Next to the ceiling, um, the rods were. So go as high as you can, because that's always going to be space expanding. And then just give yourself a big fat stack on each side if you can, or if not, then widen the stack and have it be um, left justified or right justified. Yep. And a fabric that will hold up, I would say, don't you think like 90% of the time, at least we're doing more of like a white sheer, you know, a lot of times like those slider doors are probably in a public space, like from a kitchen to a patio or outdoor dining or something. And so um, a lot of times we'll do just like lighter general spaces. And so Mm -hmm. for most of those areas, we're doing a lighter sheer. Now, for just like durability wise, we try and stay away from like an all natural fabric. It's beautiful. hundred percent Belgian linen is gorgeous, but it will receive sun rot. And what that is, is that the light coming through those windows, it will start to break down a natural fiber. So if you can find something that has synthetic or a polyester or, or something that looks like a linen, um, but has some of those properties that'll help it from not disintegrating before mm-hmm. your eyes. Um, I think that that is great. Yeah. And most of your drapery workrooms would suggest a liner that's yeah. um, going to be a UV, have a UV rating. Mm-hmm. So it's going to hold up a lot better yep. um, if you do want to use real linens um, and such. But there's so many good fakes today. Yeah. I know for the back of my house, it's west facing. Um, I have really tall drapes back there and they're all synthetic, but they look like real open weave linen so real. I picked the perfect color. I probably had 12 taped to my wall to figure out exactly which one I wanted. Um, but they let a lot of light in, but they give it this sort of romance. They soften everything um, and they make a room feel finished. I yeah. love that. And you can do on the liner. I was just going to say you can do a sheer liner too if you really want to be able to capture the light peeking through. But if you want it to have more drip and drape, you're going to do a little bit heavier one in your workroom. Again, they'll kind of lead you through that. So definitely. Yeah. Awesome. Amelia. Okay. So we have another question about drapes from our social media channel. Um, it says, when do I use pattern on drapes? Good question. Okay. We were kind of talking about the different, different places you do. You use different patterns, tones of, of saturation. 
And again, I already mentioned that we do a lot of like the light, you know, linen. And I think that that's beautiful for a public space that you're just trying to create a softness without drawing a ton of attention to those windows. It's kind of backdrop music, right? Um, but I, if we do a lot of saturated rooms too, you know, where we will like do a living room or like the Tiger Oak parlor, you know, and you go with a really saturated color. And in that case, I would, we probably pick a tone of that color or color blocking story or something to make it a little bit moodier and darker. Now with pattern drapery, this is fun because again, it kind of depends on your style. This home that we were just talking about um, that we did a photo shoot at, it has a really traveled, collected pattern play feel. And so in this kind of old hotel bedroom suite that we did, um, we went, it's a really tall, probably 18 foot high ceilings. And we took the drapery all the way to the top and then we draped it. It's lighter in tone, but it had an embroidery just to give it some interest so it wouldn't be too flat and boring. So if you're trying to draw interest, you know, in a very, say you have a lot of paneling and a lot of geometry and you need a pattern to kind of loosen it up, a drapery is a great way to do that. So Jess, I know that you also have in your bedroom, you have some patterned mm-hmm. um, window treatments too, which just adds such energy. Talk about that. Yeah. Um, I have minor, um, kind of a neutral field of off white, and then they have, um, black and black brushstroke faces, um, outlines of faces on them. They feel kind of Roman, um, like Roman faces and, um, the hair is like just wiggly lines and it's really a loose interpretation and makes the the space feel very sort of modern, which I love and gives it this personality. And I feel like I have artwork for drapes. I fell in love with the fabric. It was an instant reaction I had to it. I hadn't really been looking for it and it came about in my searching and I just knew it was something I had to have. I bought a whole bolt. It, there happened to be 26 yards. I did not know what I was going to do with it. And then it became my bedroom drapes. And I had enough to do a Roman in my bathroom over the vanity that I sit at to put my makeup on. And I, you guys, I did this like seven years ago. And I would still make the same decision right this minute. They're one of my favorite things. In fact, you know, like when you sell a home, you leave the window treatments behind usually. I'm like, I just, I can't imagine leaving this gift for somebody. You know what I mean? There's like certain chandeliers too that you're like, oh my gosh, if I ever, ever, ever list this home, I'm going to have to take certain things down. So nobody thinks that they're going to get them because it's just one of those things like the fabric's been discontinued and I could never get it again. And it really gives, um, I don't know. It feels like an artist lives in my house. I love it. An artist does live in your house, Jesse. <laughs> Give yourself some credit, Yeah, Jeez, so, please. I mean, pattern is one of those things, like, you're going to know if you love pattern and if it does something for you. Um, and if you want to really make a statement, I think the bedroom that we were just talking about, it has sort of a botanical feel, embroidered, and so it feels really natural and um, ethereal in the bedroom. And then mine is bolder and really intentional, but it's it's fashion. It feels really fashionable. And it mad every time that we have done a pattern, it matches the personality of the people that live there. So yeah. again, like just said, you'll know if you love pattern because you're gonna have that same reaction that just did mm-hmm. to this, you know, the painterly Romans. Definitely out on your window. Well, what's interesting, I mean, not to confuse the listener, but what's interesting about me is I don't wear pattern on my body. 
But I knew that this would really up the level and make it feel more editorial and more fashionable in my room. And it's extraordinary. And the rest of the room is pretty still. And so it had to have that, you know? I was about to say, I'm like, everything else in there is is solid. You might have like sculptural, like actual forms on your furniture, but yeah. like take, I'm going to go back to Tiger Oak since it's such an opinionated house. Most of their window treatments are solid because there's so much going on in the room. Yeah. So you can imagine if we did more pattern on the walls, yeah, it'd be a riot, but there's some, needs to be some backdrop, you know, when you have a lot of other things. So analyze your room. You'll know if like it needs that pattern. You'll be like, yeah, something's missing. And maybe that's what it is. Maybe you just need a pattern window treatment or maybe you just need a color or yeah. a saturation. So stare at images and kind of see what your eye continually goes to. And that's what you should backdrop you. Definitely. I feel like I need to put this in here though, because it's one of those things that you might not know, but you'll know it if we say it. And that is that I feel like if you're going to have a pattern on your window treatment, it should not be like... Um, a graphic pattern. It shouldn't be organized like a trellis. Damask. A damask, <laughs> right? Like a pattern yeah. that's a repeat that is um, something that could be, I don't know, it's just graphic. You know what I mean? I feel like it should be sort of irregular or natural or organic the way it's put on there because we saw those patterns of damask and trellis and all of that kind of come and go. And they're definitely way behind us at this point. So don't invest in anything like that. I was about to say window pane, you could still probably get away if it's a light one, but that's That'd be cute. like a window pane is still good. Yeah. Yeah. You'll know. That's right. Yep. Another question from our social media is how often do I change my drapes every season, every few years? Um, I love this. <laughs> I love this question. It feels like how often should I change my front door every season? Should I have a red door waiting in the basement to put on for the holidays? Go for it. Yeah. I mean, if if you're that gal, then do it. No, I mean, we feel like anytime you're going to redecorate your whole room, then you'll probably reassess your window coverings. This is really painful as we've experienced it with so many clients where they've invested in shutters. And if they have shutters, they don't believe they need drapes because they've got the windows covered, right? But draperies actually live on the wall. And shutters, unfortunately, are blocking your light and blocking your view. You just have to come into the room and take up like real estate. So, yeah. So, I mean, if you listen to the other podcasts, we're just telling you, like, we're not really doing shutters. We haven't ever actually in the history of Alice Lane, which has been 13 years. So I think the better way to go is something that's going to really allow light to come in and then we can really give a more gracious feeling to the home by using draperies. And to that, if you redecorate for sure, do new treatments. Mm -hmm. If you're sick of yours or if you just don't like yours, get rid of them. Yeah. Take them off and like live with it, like naked for a second and then like figure out what you want to put on it. Cause there's nothing worse than going into a house and seeing, they're just like, well, they cover it. They, they fill the spot, but I don't love them. I'm just like, take them down. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was the first thing we did. Like Tom remembers, I walked into the house and I just started ripping off all the draperies of the previous homeowner. Cause I just hated them so much. I'm like, those are not me. You're an imposter. Get out of my house. Yeah. If your draperies are not you rip them down y'all for sure. Permission granted. Yeah. Those aren't you. And you get to decide if the rods are good or if they're bad. And if they're bad, then those go to the same place the old drapes go to. Yep. And you'll feel like you lost a hundred pounds and then you're going to figure out what you should have up there. Yeah. So yeah. Good stuff. 
Um, the next question we have is um, budget. Oh. Yeah. B word. <laughs> yes. Um, what do we recommend? Low, medium, high? Do we put drapery in all rooms? Are there places we can cut corners like guest bedrooms? Um, this is an interesting thing that we've kind of um, found different ways around. It depends on the level of home, the custom level. Obviously, the budget's very important. Um, I recently been working with my sister, Colleen. Hey, girl. Um, and she is wanting to do draperies and we, there's like, there's like good, better, best in all draperies, right? The best meaning you're going to hire a custom workroom. You're going to choose the, the very fabric that you want and they're going to come custom measure. You're going to choose your rods and the rings and the clips and the whole thing is a very custom experience. Um, there's also a way to do a good job and that is from um, one of our lines Fabrica, they're a fabric line. They also offer draperies, which are pretty quick turnaround, I would say, especially for a pretty custom experience. And we go in and measure them. Um, we can choose rods. And then they have certain fabrics, a pretty good breadth and depth of fabrics that we can choose from that are in stock. And they make them and send them. That's really comparable to buying something at RH or Pottery Barn, a really good um, catalog level drapery. Yeah, but you have some. The nice thing restoration maybe you do have somebody that's helping you but in our experience it's been really tricky for the end user to do the ordering to get them all in to install them is kind of hellish so if you do need help with drapery i am gonna plug our furnishing team yeah because they're awesome you could call us and like they do homes all over the nation and they can help you figure out how many panels you need to make it look really luxurious, mm -hmm. know exactly how much to order and they will send it on to you. So. Yeah. And the ceiling heights too, because everybody's ceiling heights are a little bit different depending on how they were built, but they're going to get that between one and three inches of your ceiling height, which is going to make your ceilings feel soaring and you don't have to be stuck with custer. Um, what do you call it? Standard dimensions when it comes to heights. You don't have to have eight foot drapes. Yeah. In a 12 foot room. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, I want to just quickly take a minute to um, talk about Grove really quick and just say like what an awesome experience it has been to get to use their different products and how much I really, really trust them to be able to have a box that shows up at the exact same time every single month. With Who doesn't love getting a box, P.S.? Yeah, I know. And there's always a little custom note written on mine in a Sharpie, like stay safe, Jessica, or, yeah. or hope you're well or whatever, which was kind of comforting during COVID when we didn't really want to go shopping that bad and hear cleaning products show up and they're safe and the plastics are all recycled and it's really the best, most environmentally friendly way to make a product and I can feel good about it. And I don't have to sit and read all the labels while standing in a cleaning aisle at a grocery store. And it's pretty. It's it pretty, good. yeah, so good. In fact, right now I'm using, um, they have a laundry detergent and the scent is called Sweet Pea and my laundry smells so good. I'm always sniffing myself, um, my socks, whatever it is that I pull out. It's like a joy to fold. So I'm like, I, I can't say enough good about it. I absolutely love using Grove and it's definitely up levels um, my life. But um, if you're interested, this is a really great time to do it. Choosing products that are better for you and the planet has never been easier. So for a limited time, when our listeners go to grove.com slash dear Alice, you're going to get to choose a free starter set with your first order. 
So just go to grove.com slash Dear Alice and you'll get your exclusive offer. That's grove.com slash Dear Alice. Um, back to the podcast, we have another question. People want to know um, from Instagram, how do you do drapery on an arched window? <laughs> okay. <laughs> there used to be a lot of different ways in the olden days, but Sue, get into it. Hey, my sister, Katie, Allah, where you, um, your old house had this in your living room and I hated it. I've always hated that window. And a lot of you might from the nineties might have the big Palladian window and you're like, how on earth am I going to remedy this? And what we did, we just took the rod to the top of that arched window. And then you're going to drape those sides of your arch window nice and thick. So you barely even see the arch unless it's really beautiful. And it's something you want to boast. Um, I thought it was a really beautiful treatment just because it just softened the lines and helped it bleed into the, cause hers was like an arch window and then it graduated into two straights. And so it was really pretty to just kind of uniform everything with the drapery. And again, allow other pieces in the room to be the hero instead of the weird Palladian. Yeah. So that's what I would do. I wouldn't try and take it down to like halfway where there's a break or anything. Cause then you're just accentuating your eyebrow up there. I'm going to, I would take it as tall as the top of that window or as high as your ceiling is and I would just drape that sucker on both sides, nice and heavy. Yeah, I I hear you. Also, good news for those of you with arched windows. Arches are back in style again. So, um, you're. But I like what Sue is saying, just to pull the eye way way up. Um, that being said, I do have an odd shaped window in my bedroom. I have an um, an Eve. So. Looking straight at my bedroom, the top of it is triangular shaped. If you can picture that, and the architect drew in a massive, big, huge rectangular window, but at the top he did a window that's shorter and smaller than the than the big window. So I have this odd situation, and when I went to do draperies, I was like, why did I approve this? I should have changed the shape of this upper portion of the window. So I actually did what you said not to do on the arched window, and that was to run a rod at the very top of the big window. And then the little ones way up top don't have it. They're not draped. But the height of the top of that big window was the exact same height as the built-ins in the bedroom. So I sort of found a common line and we just sort of made a rule out of that, that this is the line of the bedroom and the drapery rods are at that. And you'll be able to see those things, like certain lines that you want to um, play into not, not just like making its own interruption of a line, but playing into the rest of the house is sometimes a really good clue too on drapery heights. Yeah. I'm sketching it guys. <laughs> yeah. It's beautiful. I know. Boy, was Katie lucky. Sure was. You're welcome, Katie. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That looks really good. Okay. We have another question. At what point in the design process does drapery come in? Very last before furnishings. It's when we are designing a room, we do consider the draperies when we're designing the whole of the room because we do not want it to be forgotten. I feel like draperies are like the poor lost child that like gets forgotten at the end because you're out of money <laughs> and they're expensive. Yeah. And so um, most recently we've been going through some of these things like window treatments, like wallpaper, like some of these things that we know you're going to want to live with. And we've actually been like calculating and building that into people's mortgage. Uh -huh. <laughs> That's a, yeah. Hot tea right there. Um, just so that it doesn't get forgotten because 
before we've done that, it's always a stretch and people are always hurting at the end of a project. Yeah. And they need privacy. <laughs> they need privacy. And so, yeah. um, and we say, say this on the previous, um, window treatment podcast that for privacy, often for the functionality, we will use like Hunter Douglas or Lutron or an actual shade that gives you privacy, that gives you the blackout that mm-hmm. everybody wants in their bedrooms. But for the actual drapery, um, consider it while you're doing your furnishings, honestly, because when you're, when you're like painting your room and you're like, okay, we're giving it a refresh. What, what should my window treatment be? Consider it because if you are looking at rooms in your home and you're like, something's not right. There's just something that's not clicking together. I guarantee you window treatment is part of that. If you don't have one that you love. Yeah. It makes it, it makes the house somehow feel finished that and putting art on the walls. Right. Uh, yeah. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, this house has a soul, it has a softness to it. It has this finished feel. Yeah. Christine on our team, she always, she called it, it's like putting ma- that mascara, you know, you do your whole mm-hmm. face and everything, but if you forget your mascara, it's kind of, anyway, your eyes get lost. So same thing, same thing with your windows. So I would honestly, as, as soon as, as soon as you can get on the window treatments, don't wait till the very end. Um, or it just won't get done. Yeah. Are there where, are there rooms that you would cut costs in? Um, like guest bedrooms or, um, I would probably have some functionality like for guests when they're there so that they can have privacy. Yeah. Um, the sunshine, um, when they're going to bed, but I mean, at a minimum, put put rollers or something Something for the guests so that they can control the light and have privacy. And then when you do have more means to do more, then you could go ahead and drape the walls in there because it's going to give it a really luxurious feel. If I would cut corners, if there are like secondary rooms, like your pantry or areas that you don't, that you have windows in, walk around your house that you don't necessarily need privacy you know, or it's more utility, your laundry room, your laundry room, your mudroom, those places don't have to have window treatments. Mm -hmm. I would say, um, your main public spaces, I think it's lovely to have. And I think like your primary bedrooms that you guys are occupying, those would be my first priorities. And then the the other stuff that you're really living in cherry on top. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Agreed. Um, okay. We've got one more question and that is what drapery goes with each style of design? Contemporary, transitional, coastal, eclectic, glam. I, again, we do 90% was probably white linen or like a white linen look, something mm-hmm. light, kind of just like bleeds and just allows the softness with allowing the light to come in and not interrupting too much of what else is going on. So I think doing that with like a French or a Euro pleat at the top. I think is really beautiful because it's clean. It's not doing a formal goblet pleat or a box pleat. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I say Euro or French pleat, I'm just saying they take like three folds of your fabric and then they just like kind of pinch it at the very top, not like three inches down, like, mm-hmm. a, like a normal pinch pleat, but it's right at the top. And so it just allows right for by the ring. ring, right by the ring. And so it just allows like a really nice hang mm-hmm. um, and just a really beautiful fullness. Yeah, I think that um, that's beautiful for almost any style. Contemporary, you can just do a sheer, which is like, um, you don't even see a weave in it. It's just like a really beautiful, um, uh, very lightweight. Yeah, Yeah. it is smoke and mirrors. It's so beautiful. So I'd say shears for contemporary. Transitional, again, is that beautiful white linen, open weave. Let the daylight kind of bounce around in it. 
coastal is the same thing. I think the more like from transitional to traditional, you're going to want more texture and a little bit more weight. Yeah. Contemporary, you just want to feel a little bit lighter and more minimal. Yes, for sure. Coastal is great. The linen look, I think it's perfect for coastal. Mm -hmm. Um, Eclectic. That's where you get your pattern, sis. Yeah. (laughs) Or Or even trims. Yeah. Right? Depending. Talk trims. We love a good trim. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's more for eclectic or traditional. Yeah. Um, If you just like think of like House of Hackney and think of like British design and and there's always like more is more less is a bore kind of mentality. Mm -hmm. And so not only are you going to have like an interesting fabric, but you're also going to add like a really interesting tape to that leaning edge or a tassel or something kind of ridiculous. Mm -hmm. So if you're that girl or guy, like go, go wild. It's really fun to shop those things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So that does get into like more eclectic, traditional, formal. Love that. That's great. And then what do you think about glam? Glam? You might, I mean, I think the linens are really pretty. There are some linens that have like a little hit of metallic, a metallic thread. And when I think glam, I'm probably I was thinking, thinking silks. Ooh. We did a lot of really yes. beautiful silk draperies for Rachel in her home bedroom. Um, her daughter's bedroom is like the same color pink as the Gracie paper on the walls. And those are silks and they're like billowy ball gowns. And it's Do so that, beautiful. <laughs> Even in her nursery, it's just like a very neutral color. We just did a very neutral oyster colored silk. She loves the silk drape and um, they're just lovely ball gowns hanging on the walls. And instantly the room feels completed. Elevated. It's gorgeous. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, so good. Well, whatever it is that you decide to do, um, there is so much beautiful finish that comes from drapery. I think these are very lasting. If you're going to hit the shears or the the neutrals, even the silks, honestly, you'll probably be good forever unless you suddenly change your taste. But those things are everlasting. Yeah. So, yeah. Awesome. And just one last little note from our, um, our supporter, Grove. I... I love Grove and I have like, y'all may know, I have two little boys. I have a six-year-old and a one-year-old and my one-year-old is into everything. (laughs) I've had to put those latches on my cabinets. I've had to like baby proof everything, Um, but he's sneaky and sometimes a door gets left open and I'm so grateful that I have something that's like organic, non-toxic. If he does grab some of the all-purpose cleaner or the room spray or anything, I don't have to worry about him getting hurt. So again, our lives are busy enough and to have the subscription and have Grove show up right at your doorstep is such a luxury. And to know that none of it's going to hurt my babies is wonderful. They have baby products, they have health, they have beauty, they have laundry, everything that like we come into contact with is organic. And I just love that. And I love that they care about the plastics that they use and they're actually recyclable, cyclable, say that three times. Um, But we just love it. We love Grove and for a limited time, um, it's never been easier to go. And so for a limited time, when our listeners go to grove.com slash Dear Alice, you'll get to choose a free starter set with your first order. How fun is that? So that's go to grove.com slash Dear Alice to get your exclusive offer. And that's grove.com slash Dear Alice. Thanks for listening, everybody. I hope that this window treatment, um, what do we call it? Deep dive. 2.0 <laughs> drapery 101 the Dra- next level the next level <laughs> i hope this has been helpful for you guys and we'll catch you next time
Thanks for listening. If you like our show, please leave a five-star rating. 